You may think you don't have to worry about alignment on your team, but be warned. A very small misalignment can grow over time and can mean the difference between a project's success and total failure. Hey leader, David Burgess here, organizational psychologist and author of four best-selling books on helping leaders and teams do their best work ever. And in this episode, we're gonna talk about building alignment on your team. Team alignment and how well we understand what's expected of everyone and what we're trying to do can really make or break a team's success. I liken misalignment's potential to cause problems to sort of like what airline crews have to deal with when they're navigating an airplane, right? You might be taking off from New York, set for Los Angeles, and everybody knows where we're gonna go, but one degree being off course early in the journey can compound and compound and compound, and you can end up finding yourself in Seattle or Portland or Vancouver or the Pacific Ocean because of that one degree of misalignment. Alignment happens when everybody in the team knows what the goal is, when there is exact clarity on what the goal is and what achieving that goal looks like, but also knows exactly what their role in making that happen is. And when projects begin and we're developing our plan of action, that's a great time to ask four simple questions that can be the difference between whether or not your team is aligned and whether they're in the Pacific Ocean. So the first question that builds alignment on a team is what do we intend to achieve? What are we trying to accomplish? What does done look like? This can take the form of specific goals, specific tasks. This can be a deliverable to a client. This can be a finished product or service. This could also be a metric of improvement. Like if we're engaged in a project to try and improve quality or improve efficiency, this could be that metric. That is the thing that we are trying to achieve. Now, usually there is more than one thing we're trying to achieve, right? So there's the overarching project or mission, but there are multiple different elements of what done looks like multiple different tasks that need to be achieved or multiple different goals we're trying to hit. And that's okay. Expect more than one. I would say though that when you get to double digits, like when you get to 10 or 12, you're probably actually talking about multiple projects here. And so it's good you asked this question because you found out, you know what, this is actually two meetings with two different project teams. Regardless if it's two or if it's one, we wanna get the answers down on paper on something that can be referenced often so the entire team is in alignment about what we intend to achieve. The second question that builds alignment on a team is who will do what? Or a tangent here, if you're in a senior leadership team position, this might be what department will do what, and then those individual leaders of those individual departments will have a similar meeting inside their department. But the point of either type of question is that we need clarity on who is committing to what actions in order to achieve this project's success. Ambiguity here is the enemy. Just assuming that someone will do something because it was in their job description or because in their title doesn't necessarily mean that everyone's in alignment about who's doing what, but also when they're going to do it. We can't make assumptions here. Anytime somebody says, okay, or y'all do that, or we can handle that, anytime there's like a micro commitment to a specific act, that person's name or that department's title should be labeled alongside that action so that we're in complete agreement about who's doing what and when they're going to do it by. This might feel like the most obvious step, but trust me, it's worth doing because you don't wanna end up in a situation four weeks out or four months out where you're still waiting on someone to do a task they had no idea they were supposed to do. The third question to ask to build alignment on a team is what resources do we need? Resources come in a variety of shapes and sizes. Sometimes resources is time, whether that's measured in weeks to complete a project or man hours to produce a product. We need to get clarity on the resource of time. We need to know how much this is gonna cost in 
raw dollars in debt taken on or in resources consumed. And so we need to ask this question. Sometimes what we need is time on certain pieces of equipment or access to new pieces of equipment that need to be purchased either by the team or by some other team. This is the time to estimate all of the resources that we need and also estimate when they might be coming available and make a plan to take possession of those resources. This is also a worthwhile question to ask because if, as we're having the resources question, we realize we're missing something. We don't have availability on a certain piece of equipment or we don't have access to as much capital as we thought we did. Well, then we need to go back to step two and we need to make a plan for getting that resource and that plan, that action needs to have a name attached to it or a department attached to it so we know who is responsible for gaining that resource. So once you finish this question, you're actually gonna go back to the previous question for a moment and make sure we've got an action and a name attached to it. And the fourth and final question that builds team alignment, and I'll be honest here, this is the one most teams don't ask, is what would prevent us from succeeding? You know, I'm a big fan of what's now being come known as sort of the pre-mortem. In other words, before we even begin this project, let's think about what would kill us, right? Let's assume this project just went awry. Let's, instead of doing a post-mortem, let's do a pre-mortem ahead of time and envision the various different ways that this project could fall apart. All projects have some element of risk. Even doing nothing, not engaging in a project is a risk. And so this is a time to take inventory of all the risks we're exposed to as we go about this project. But it's not enough just to identify all those different risks. It's not enough to identify what could kill us. We also need to make a plan. We need to discuss if this happens, what is the downstream effect of it? How is it gonna affect our project? And we need to make a plan to mitigate against those risks. And you guessed it, when we put that plan or those actions we can take, whether that's taking out extra insurance, right? Whether that's doing a little bit more market research before we launch the project, whatever it is, there's usually an action attached that will help us mitigate that risk. And if there's an action attached, then that means we need to go back to step two, who will do what, and we need to put a name or a department to that action. So you can already tell that this isn't a linear process. This is more of a cascade. We start with the question, what do we intend to achieve? We move on to who will do what. And sometimes in that conversation, we need to go back to what do we plan to achieve? We start to ask what resources do we need? And as we identify that we need to gain additional resources we don't have yet, we go back to step two. We start to talk about what would prevent us from succeeding. And as we do, we realize there may be even more risks we didn't think about. And so we need to mitigate for those. And then we need to go back to step two, this won't be a simple and easy process. But neither is making sure any project is a success. The difference is we're involved in this cascade and this nonlinear process now instead of when we've already invested too much on a failing course of action. So this process not only keeps a team aligned, but it helps shorten the odds of success by anticipating future misalignment and making a plan to mitigate that as well. Now you may find in this process that certain people aren't willing to commit as much as other people. And that's what I love about these questions because it's a very quick and easy inventory of who's responsible to what, which is itself a reminder that that the needs of the team outweigh the needs of individual talent, that the success of the team is more important than the success of the talent. And that's why we're having this alignment conversation because it's only on aligned teams that even your highest performing, most talented individuals can do their best work ever. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And while you're there, leave a rating and review because it helps share these messages with many, many.
more people. And if you really liked it and you wanna go deeper, then check out the amazing resources we have for you at davidberkuscom slash resources. Guaranteed there's something in there that'll help you or your team do your best work ever.